listening to a 9to5.cc podcast. Thanks for the download. If you like what you hear, hit us up at patreon.com slash 9to5cc. And if you don't like what you hear, stop talking to us. This is the 9to5 Entertainment System. We talk about all of the greatest news going on in geek and pop culture, like... Mummies. <laughs> the movie from two years ago. <laughs> and the public domain. Disney Plus, ESPN Plus, WFTDA on the Ocho, Jelly's Marble Runs, Meltdowns, Grown Up Toys... We talk about the movie Love and Mercy. We talk about the Rolling Stone Top 10 Rock and Roll songs. We get into Stranger Things Season 3. We talk about MST3K movies, including Mac and Me. We talk about Jeffrey Epstein. We talk about The Boys, King and Ashura, and Fortnite. You know, we don't talk about that FIFA movie that Scott has to watch, because he fell asleep when he tried to watch Five it. Five minutes it's in. It's the worst. <laughs> 90S, everybody. got buried harder than it deserved but it still doesn't deserve to be unburied here what it here's what it was it yeah. was the launching of the franchise of the universal yeah. monsters universe and everyone finished that and was like well i don't need more <laughs> so another installment i'm good thanks yeah, yeah. john i think yeah. committed a 90s sin in a way uh-huh. which is to watch a movie that was already ranked very poorly on the list <laughs> <laughs> like, like, we we curate this list for a reason, and part of it is to warn others. And he jimmied it. <laughs> I, he jimmied the it. Thing, <laughs> the, the thing is, I really wanted to see this one. I love the old mummy, yeah. you know? And, and by old, I mean Brandon Fraser. Oh, okay. Obviously. You should, yeah, that, you should that, see the Boris Karloff one, because yeah. that movie is great. Mm-hmm. I remember all those, yeah. all those old Universal Monster movies. I watched a bunch of them mm-hmm. like as a kid. Made a liver still? I mean, I mean, as a kid, they were like hokey silliness, but they were like they're fine. Like they. Oh no, no, the the original Mummy, the the Boris Karloff, yeah, black yeah. and white, yeah. universe, it's good. Huh. It's it's great, and you can see where a lot of the Brendan Fraser Mummy comes from. They like make jokes of the tropes that are created huh. in that movie, yeah. Yeah, and yeah. it looks beautiful. It's shot with like artful cinematography. And yeah. <laughs> it's like yeah, it's like a step above the. Uh, like there was a downturn on those movies, but there was like those. Well, there's like, the Hammer movies, and those ones are yeah, are not the Universal ones. Yeah, the Universal ones are all and like it's they're neat to watch because like what Scott was saying is that they're like they're establishing tropes that like just have been aced for like nearly a century, you know. And you're just yeah. like, but there was no real basis, right? This is like early film. Like, what was the year on those? Like 40s, 30s, 1938. I want to say. Yeah, yeah. Mm. so it's like like movies were not like barely a thing, and they were like establishing. It's like when you watch. It's similar to when you watch like Nosferatu or right. whatever, where where you're just sort of like, yeah. I mean, I would say Mummy is like he- way better than Nosferatu in terms of watching. It's a much more complete movie because Nosferatu mm-hmm. is kind of like nothing. But it's still when you're watching it, like just some of those shots and stuff that, that are in Nosferatu, you're like, yeah, those are cool shots. You just- I think part of the problem is that Tom Cruise has become like this bizarre homunculus of CG effects and muscles and makeup and. And, and his his like normal kind of soulless uncanny valley face mm-hmm. is really hard to like so look at him and feel like you're looking at a person. What you're saying is that Maverick is not going to be good. 1932 was the moment. 1932. That's crazy, that's man. So. It's coming up on a hundred years, like like twelve years old, ten, thirteen years away from being a hundred years old. Is it? And it's short. Too. It's on, like does, forty minutes. Does that yeah, mean that it's now in the public domain? Can somebody else do a mummy? 
but it would I, think, have, I it believe would, the mummy is in the public domain. It would have to be based on like the old school mummy, though. There's like super strict laws about what you're allowed to base your. Uh, you could probably on, yeah. redo that mummy movie because there's a world for a mummy reboot that doesn't involve Universal and Tom Cruise. Like if they had not had him and had somebody a little more charismatic in the in the film, maybe he could have carried it. Right, but then I'm just wondering, yeah, like a Ryan Reynolds of the Mummy movie, I'd be Look, okay with that. There was like a seriousness to the whole thing that comes with Tom Cruise that you, we should have been back in Brendan Fraser territory. So mm-hmm. I have a question about public domain, though. Yeah. Right, like how do they keep? How does like Disney keep stuff? Like how, they keep using it because Universal hasn't always uses yet. lawyers. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Because right, because like Universal keeps that all up. Like when you go to the theme parks and you go to the studios, there's like Universal Mummy and Werewolf and. Uh, so fruit brood. I read about this specifically for um, Mickey Mouse because Steamboat Willie is about to become public domain. Yeah, and the 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 mouse lawyers have decided not to fight it. Yeah, and it's like two years away. But then what they're going to fight is now Steamboat Willie is public domain. But like whatever the next incarnation of Mickey Mouse is is not. And if your thing r- even remotely refers to not the Steamboat Willie Mickey Mouse and whatever came later, you're fucked. They're going to go after you. Yeah, so, I mean, we could hang on, though. When it does go public domain, yes. we are going to go reproduce shot for shot Steamboat Willie with Scott whistling on a little steamboat. Absolutely. And you can also take that Mickey Mouse character that is a boat captain and have his animated sex capades just mm-hmm. like yeah. go. Because it's yeah. based on Steamboat Willie, the, the mouse captain. Oh, who is now in shooting heroin. You don't even need yeah. to change the name. He's still Steamboat Willie. <laughs> now the Willie is his dick. Doot, <laughs> doot. <laughs> Public domain, uh-huh. and it's gonna happen, and that'll be fine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, my favorite thing about that Disney thing is how they kept going after the uh, Peter Pan estate. Yeah. So Sons of bitches! Didn't they the give worst. it to an orphanage? Yeah, yeah the author yeah. was had donated all proceeds from Peter Pan to an orphanage, orphanage yeah. in England in perpetuity. Yeah. And Disney kept saying it should be in public domain now. It should be in public domain now. We don't have to give this orphanage money anymore. Dirty <laughs> sons of bitches! And, and their lawyers would just come back and be like, "Well, you know what that means? If Peter Pan's not, then Snow White isn't, and mm-hmm. all of these other things start to fall." And they were like, "No, no, but that that's that's different." Yeah, because I'm always wondering about like, how that works. Right? Is that like the Little Mermaid story is almost certainly in public domain? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but like, Hans Christian Andersen, right? Is in yeah, no, no, but I'm saying, but like, but. Ariel, the Little Mermaid, is definitely protected by copyright. Like Disney's The Little Mermaid. Like you can't. You just don't don't refer to anything that's in Disney's that is not also in. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. I'm saying like so like Flounder and Sebastian, Sebastian, Sebastian <laughs> and all <laughs> that, and <laughs> Ursula and whatever. Yeah. Like, like I think there's a sea hag, but I don't think it's like. Is that. there? I think so. I wonder. I think I'm, I'm trying, my Hans Christian Andersen is a little. Uh, These are old school so, nursery stories. They might just involve her chopping bits of her body off, and then evil <laughs> stepmothers showing up knows? and beheading her. Ten- tangenting on the Little Mermaid, you've heard that they're making a live action movie, and there's lots of controversy because they've cast a black female lead for the movie. Okay, uh, is there is there controversy? I'm, yeah, well, there's there's southern internet. Yeah, exactly. I'm, I, I'm, whenever I hear that stuff, I'm always no, like. I feel there might be like a, a, a like a loud minority that then gets a lot of attention. No, no, no. There's there's a loud paid for thing that maybe gets a little attention with somebody pissed off, but they don't. They, none of this shit's organic. I don't but, know. I, I, God. Well, I don't know. think. He, I mean, the guy getting pissed agree- off at the black dude in Thor. Get the fuck out. Yeah. Manufactories of hell. What? There, there were a bunch of people who quote unquote protested because a black guy Heimdall I just, was. I just elbow played Heimdall. Said, yeah, yeah. So and they're like, "There's no such thing as a black no. Norse god." And they're like, "There's no such thing as a Norse god." Shush. Yeah, yeah. 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 I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I feel that. Maybe. Like, I, I always go back to the like the Mad Max thing where I was like, I can feel that there are dudes who were 
upset that Mad Max had a strong lady and the, the movie wasn't nope. about Mad Max. There are people. Know. Dude, you're not you. You are a reasonable human. Like when you it, go I'm down, not talking about the people. I'm talking about the, the, the suits that write this stuff ahead of time. Even if there were people who were pissed off at it, yeah. it was prepped way before. It was part of the marketing scheme. Maybe not with Mad Max. That's a... Know. You know what I mean? I'm like a movie with almost no marketing behind it, like no giant whatever, and they like George Miller having no such like. They just found a hundred tweets and and said it was a huge story. When yeah. Exactly, a hundred tweets and a billion people who were. That's what I'm saying. Is like I feel yeah. there there are so many people incensed about so much that I but, feel that you can find those people. All it's right, back the to the Little It's the spotlight that it gets. I think that's more manufactured. Back to the Little Mermaid. Uh-huh. So now there's 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 a black female lead. A lot of people are upset. A lot of more people are excited for it, and then. The guy that plays Titus on Kimmy Schmidt mm-hmm. said he auditioned for Ursula and got completely shut down. And I was like, that is the travesty. <laughs> he <laughs> he that is the controversy. It would have been amazing. He would have been like the best Ursula. <laughs> it so good. <laughs> Ursula can't be a black man. <laughs> <laughs> that was the line the studio drew. They were just like, absolutely not. Thank you. Oh, what a tragedy. So... Uh, we were talking in our email threads, and then I oh. thought it bore mention on our pop culture podcast mm-hmm. about whatever Disney Plus is going to be, and how insane it's going to be, and mm-hmm. how like we're like, what is a reasonable number of subscribers that Disney Plus can possibly attract, right? Because month, so hmm? month one, month one, month one, right? Sixty-five million, like, I, probably. Like, so it's going to like almost that's small. Well, month that's a, one. Yeah. That, I that, think that, there'll be a lot of people who be like, what, let's that's see. A if third, it that's a third of Netflix. Right, like yeah. right, so because Netflix is at like 180 million or whatever, so 65 million is a third of Netflix do, in one. Do we month. know what the initial launch is? Because if there's like important titles that are somehow not available or whatever, that can, which which yeah. potentially yeah, they're yeah. they're saying that like for instance, full library isn't going to be available at launch. It'll tonight. never be available. Uh, the CEO I mean, said it I would don't, be. I don't think they have a, a complete misunderstanding of what the Pirate Bay did to their library. Oh. I mean, I would also say I don't think they have a complete misunderstanding of how big of a splash they'll make if it is actually what people want. If there's anything to complain about, it'll be, like, all over the place. I mean, we can all make predictions if we want. Mine is they will never have a complete library of anything, ever. It's going to be con- continuously gated. Mm-hmm. Uh, I ca- I'm happy to be wrong. But, I, like yeah. I said, well, the CEO said that, like, effectively the Disney vault would be dead based on this platform. Huh. Like, that's, like, actual what he said. He's like... And you and and like and admittedly like and they were like open. They were like the Disney Vault was a complete and total thing designed to make profitability in the area of home video. That is no longer valid. Now yeah. it's please pay me thirteen dollars every single month. If I have all that money and that's going to make you pay me thirteen dollars every month, it's a it's a shifting of a model, right? Sure. It was a model designed to basically abuse the video market. <laughs> like of course, of course, Art- artificial scarcity. Yeah. yeah, exactly. That's it. And now you're like, since that market is non-existent. What's better if I can give you, oh, you like Disney, so now you need to pay me $130 a year or whatever? Yeah. That's yeah. like, why would I not give you everything? It's going to keep you on Especially all the time. if it has the whole Fox and the whole yeah, uh, exactly. uh, Star it. Wars in there, too. Oh, man, are we going to get the Christmas special official re-release? Ooh, <laughs> we can dream. Have you guys ever watched it? Oh, it's well, miserable. It's well, not even that's, that's what we were no. also saying. Is yeah. they were like, they're like, oh, it's the sloppy. entire Disney library. We're like, what about the racist stuff? Yeah. Like, Song of the South. Song <laughs> of the South. <laughs> you know, you're just like, oh. We, Disney, we're taking you to court. You said the whole vault was open. <laughs> exactly. Oh, yeah. that, would, that would just Lucas hit. It's the Song <laughs> of the South. All 37 minutes of it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the other thing was, so yeah, so the package that they're, they're, they're 
shilling uh-huh. is the, the Disney Plus plus ESPN Plus plus Hulu. Is it going to be the same price as Netflix is in the States? Oh, yeah. That's the other one. You're never going to get ESPN Plus with up everything. Yeah, 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 it's yeah. not going to. Yeah, yeah. But what you might like, end up. They might fucking find some way to get. Well, the other thing too, right? Sports package, right? Is that if you take even ESPN Plus, if you're a sports fan, like I was saying about Scott, mm-hmm. even if there's no live games that comes with that, there's still a lot of sports content right. that is uh-huh. not regionally located. So all the Sports Center shows, Sports morning- Center, Sports Center by itself as a freaking daily update, I would have me at home every night watching half an hour of that. Yeah, I don't care if it's. Because regional blackouts only apply to the games, right? Mm-hmm. Like, not the coverage of the games. So, like, yeah, Sports Center would be a huge one. Mm-hmm. Like, Does that provide, um, like, past games? Videos of those? Uh, ESPN Plus. So, ESPN Plus, what I understand from it in the States is that it's certain games get picked for ESPN Plus, okay. And then I think that you keep them for X period of time. So yeah, there's the, the forever backwards does not does exist not in exist. sports. No. Yeah. Huh. The, all of that, like, re-recording, re-releasing, express written consent of... Uh, the National Football League, like that, does not fly on a streaming platform. They l- will not give you forever games back. And even NH- even like the NHL Network now, yeah, will be like, we've got one game from 1982. Do you want to see it? It's going to go away next week. Yeah, yeah, it's not. Mm-hmm. It'll go. It goes every game back for like twenty some odd years. I'm thinking because I had Center Ice for a little while. It's like I remember you could watch all of the playoffs pretty far back. Hmm. Like, specifically the playoffs, you could watch pretty far back. But, like, every season, every game. But then there's also, I mean, I'm sure there's just, like, a, a certain amount of server issues there. Like, A, I'm sure the licensing is what crazy. Is it in the NHL? It's 1,800 games a year? Yeah. That's a, that's a hell of a Three hours content. of television? Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like for to no market. Yeah. Being like, let's watch. Like, like, so, I mean, like, I remember on, on Center Ice, they had, like, key games were, like, kind of highlighted. Like, this, what, the game is... Historically noteworthy, so that would be like something you could watch. Brett Holes in the crease. That game was always on. <laughs> yeah, but the other thing that made me think about ESPN. So that that library is going to be great for the guy who designs an AI that's going to watch the games, record the positions of every player during every second of the game, and mm-hmm. then run analytics on player performance that have never been done. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what the back library is for. Starting next year, they're chipping all the players. Oh and yeah, they're going to so run you, analytics yeah. on every single thing. Yeah, I, yeah. I, who, has, I, who has the fastest skater? Who has the fastest breakaway? Who has mm-hmm. the it, most? It is impo- Like I, I would be baffled if that hadn't already happened with their own players. You could set up a Wi-Fi thing at the bench and have every player have a chip and record locations just off it, of that. It records NHLPA. It requires NHLPA approval. You can't. Oh, the yeah, Players right, Association. Right, right, right. You can't just. Well, Put a chip in every employee and say no, go. No, 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 But you could say, like, as a, as a team, we're going to wear these headbands or whatever. And, and, I mean, obviously you'd have to run it by. But, man, what an advantage. Right. right. And those helmets and shoulder pads and stuff, they're, they're big. It's yeah. not like chipping a basketball player and you have to put it in their underwear waistband or anything. You just... Where does it go? <laughs> oh, yeah. Man. But all that to say, last week, ESPN... Uh, rebranded for one day once again to the Ocho. <laughs> oh man, you know I was talking with someone yesterday about WFTDA being so bruised peach about the Ocho. They got on the Ocho and they weren't happy about <laughs> they it. They got on the commercial for the Ocho. Oh, and their senior media executive wrote a little manifesto saying, "How dare you? Yeah, we don't need you." This is unacceptable that you make a joke of us. And I was like, you you burned that bridge so badly. Yeah. Like ESPN shows 
showed lumberjack competitions. They, they had a freaking electrician competition. Mm-hmm. And I guarantee The watermelon you, spitting one was pretty awesome. Right? Those, yeah. the, those lumberjack guys who can saw through the, the giant log super fast, they're not writing manifestos if someone makes a joke about them on, yeah. on, on SportsCenter. I mean, just, they just suck it up and get the contract again next year to be on TV. <laughs> like, uh, like, and those guys are are sawing for money. Yeah, dude. Much like my, as much love as I would give to the WFTDA and the sport of roller derby, I'm like, you don't get to necessarily hang with real sports when all of your teams are named like named after nicknames and all of your players go by nicknames. Like, you just, you know what I mean? You don't. You're not in the same category. If every person on your team is named like like snippy long stockings and like hymen danger does does that sexy puns and stuff it does not make it less of a sport i'm just saying that when someone is like you have you have pun and joke names on all of your players and then someone's like look at this sport isn't it kind of crazy and then you're like no we're very serious i'm like you can't you can't have it both ways is my like all right i'm not in no way am i diminishing the athleticism or whatever of the sport at all just bruce peach it was eh. taking taking offense when Business-wise, it would have made a great idea just to let that slide. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And if anyone really complained about it, just tell them very privately, like, hey, mm-hmm. what do you want us to do? You want us to burn the bridge with the largest sports network in the United States that has a history of playing fringe sports? Like, that's, that's the one place you want to appeal to. You're not going to say, well, we're done with you, ESPN. Now we can deal with NBC. Like, n- no. Yeah. Seems like an uh. except, exceptionally poor tactical decision. But anyway, so the Ocho coverage ended with the uh, North American Dodgeball Championships. As well oh, should. that's amazing. <laughs> and then uh, in the like Bold later strategy cut. <laughs> later, later in the evening, it also like the the closing of the Ocho's uh, programming was then it played the movie Dodgeball. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, yay! I mean, not for nothing. I don't know if you guys have ever watched any of Jelly's Marbles runs, but I've sat there. I don't know what that is. <laughs> oh my god, dude! That stuff. Yeah, what's a Jelly's Marble Run? So I mean, Scott, Scott watched it more than I did. I watched. It I watched lot. so much of it because Archer got into it, and I was like, "This is so much better than Minecraft videos." Is it? It really is because there's there's a random chance there. It's... So this guy digs little like trenches mm-hmm. for marbles. Well, oh, that's he's... only one event. Oh, that's the sand rally. Oh my god, he's got other rallies. <laughs> he's got relay races. He's got distant pulls. He holds an entire Olympics uh-huh. for 32 teams of marbles. Marble colors. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, like he has four green marbles and they're like the green limers. dynamite or the limers. The limers. I mean, uh-huh. yeah. And he, like, and he like shoutcasts the thing while they're rolling around on little tracks no, that he's he, made? No, he fully edits and announces and does official sports graphics. Cuts mm-hmm. to the crowd reactions. It's just like a little like a tray of marbles like on little tiny bleachers. Holding signs up and stuff. <laughs> like, and it sounds ridiculous. Uh-huh. I mean, because it, it is. What, like, what's it called again? Marble? Jelly's Marble Runs. J-E-L-L-E. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he treats it like it's a full-on Olympic competition. So huh. he announces it. You know, the Arrangers have been competing since 2017. They did mm-hmm. well in 2018. 2019 is the year that they really want to make it to the top of the rankings. Here are their statistics. Here are their, you know, timed runs to the hundredth of a second. Here's the slow-mo replay. Here's the crowd shot of their supporters. Mm-hmm. It's unbelievable the amount of work and craft <laughs> is apparent in these videos. It, I, first, like, like, I first became aware of it when it hit the roller derby announcers community uh-huh. as, man, this guy can really announce. Like, he's <laughs> really good at it. 
Yeah, being like, I got another skate. Gut wrenching loss. So just like, I guess I can't do it. It's like, little marble. Little marble's like, whoop. And, like one marble just like rolls past the other one. <laughs> like, That's awesome. It's outstanding. Yeah. It's so weird. <laughs> and you see, you watch this with your kid. Like, at length. I. He has qualifying rounds now before the Olympics begins. <laughs> so he cuts down from 32 to 16 teams and then puts the 16 teams through 10 different events, including the Sand Rally. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, it's insane. And he gets, you know, six-figure YouTube viewers, maybe seven-figure YouTube That's viewers. That's some good money. Yeah. Se- seven is the big money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Man. We're just here being a bunch of idiots. Sure are. Not, <laughs> not running marbles down through Olympics. We, yeah. All you need to do is find something crazy and fun to watch and commit hard, you know? Yeah, like yeah. This guy probably did it a long-ass time before it, like, it spread Dude, out. the video editing, hours yeah. and hours and hours yeah. and hours of editing. Like, like, There's like like a cut every couple seconds. Like he, wow. He's got multiple cameras. He's got a slow-mo camera at the finish line. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's <laughs> so weird. <laughs> it's, it's super weird, but oddly... Delightful. Man, speaking of kids, I saw a kid having the biggest meltdown on the mm-hmm. way here. Like, the biggest meltdown. Like, the kid just going going limp and, like, going completely limp. And the mom, like, picking and dragging. When he got into the metro, the kid then sat down on the floor screaming at the mom and then just started punching her in the leg. And, like, and the mom was just like, like, that's enough. Like, no, that's not nice, whatever. And I'm like, like, in my mind... I'm like hoping for some sort of mental disability or whatever. <laughs> like, because I was like, this is soft talking and reasoning with this kid is not happening. If there's obviously some sort of like a mental illness yeah. or whatever, yeah, yeah, like yeah. you're just potentially this is what the kid needed. But I was like, everyone on the metro was like, what is happening? <laughs> kid sitting on the ground, just screaming and punching his mom's leg while the mom tries to like keep a calm voice and reason. And I was this like, is, this is my professional life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I work at the pediatric blood test center, and that happens five times a day. How though? I mean, like I'm like I under like I. They're little animals that don't control themselves. Right. Get it, sit still and get a needle. No. Yeah. That, that, that's it. That's that's my job. Kids screaming at their parents. Even if that's like a needle, this was a metro. Mm. I can understand some like anxiety about a needle. <laughs> well, you don't know all the stuff that built up into yeah, this. You know, sure. like there's a, there's a whole. I mean, I've had to. Yeah. I've had to do what I call sack of potatoes with my kid. Yeah. What's I, that? I, I, Sit I, on him? No, I pick him up by pick him up and then I throw him over the back of my neck like I'm a, he's he's a scarf. Yeah, yeah. And I have to hold one arm and one leg and carry him the last 3 blocks home as he's screaming at the top of his lungs. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Hasn't happened for a couple years, but it it happened. Yeah. 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 It's yeah. like yeah. It's when I <laughs> there was when we were at um um we were at a barbecue yesterday whatever and the Girls were running around screaming, and like Zelda was like barking and whatever else like that. And then at one point we were like, "Okay, Zelda, enough!" And like we like stopped and like we made her like go into place or whatever. And she was like, "Hey!" And like and we just went there. And, and Andrew was like, "Why don't my girls do that?" And I was like, "Cause you have humans." I was just <laughs> like, I was like, literally, there's like your kids will maybe like have that attention when they're twenty, maybe. If you're like, cut that out, okay. Like, I don't know. Like, that's 18-year-old logic. Like For a good 18-year-old. <laughs> I, w- I wouldn't have shut down if you said that. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Like, At 18, I threw my father out of my own house. Yeah, so, exactly. There's know. a long, long road to that. But holy crap, man. Just, yeah. I was like, and then I was like, maybe they should have watched some marbles. <laughs> you want to watch the marble video? Here you go, kid. 
Oh man, there's like weird stuff you have to do to reset your kid. It's well, you brought, explain. You, I want to hear. You brought your the, kid with yeah. uh, Hot Wheels cars, no? Or, I mean, sort of. He's sort of bored with them now. He's yeah. like, "This is more for you now, isn't it?" I was like, oh, <laughs> you're six. "Damn it!" He noticed. Damn. But no, I mean, there are obviously some that are mine, not his. But <laughs> I mean, he knows that's obvious. That was one of my favorite things. Uh, Obviously, to the listener, there's some toys that are up in my house, but they're not for playing. They're for display toys. Mm-hmm. And I remember uh, Jaime's kids were over <laughs> or whatever, and, like, Max wanted to, like, go to them. And, <laughs> I mean, like, tip, tip of the hat to Jaime or whatever, where Liam was like, don't worry, Keith. Like, I'll make sure he doesn't touch them. I know the difference between, like, grown-up toys and, like, playing toys. <laughs> and I was like, your dad has <laughs> taught you different things. Did, did we not write a comic that had that exact punchline? Oh, I believe yeah. that we did. Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah. Archer knows the difference between his books and my comics. Yeah. And he's very careful and will always ask politely if he can touch the comics. Mm-hmm. I thought they were all in boxes, hidden away. My, my trade paperbacks are uh, on three uh, bookcases in, in the office. Right. So yeah. he walks around and he looks at them at the spines and... Mm-hmm. Tries to recognize characters and, and never pulls them out of the shelf without asking first. Mm-hmm. And that's. I don't know why. Like, there's never been an issue with that. I've never had to snap at him or anything. He's just always known. I mean, I think that's like if you keep like the right aura about like I like I even I'm sure my father verbally said, "If you scratch or damage my cars, you will be murdered." But like I remember that there was also just the aura of like my dad like took care of the cars, washed them every weekend, like took pride in them, and like like it just transposed to being like my dad didn't, wouldn't necessarily need to be like and be careful of the cars. As kids, we're just sort of like no, 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 those are dad's things, and like you just don't screw with dad's things. Like I think there's part of that. Like if you're like if he, I have, if he I have sees about, you always like taking care of them and putting them back where they go and whatever, he's like oh those are dad things. I have about forty comic books that I've gotten and I've told him they're for him mm-hmm. on the bookshelf. Yeah. And those are the only ones that he goes to and, and takes them out yeah, and, yeah. and plays with them. And Ferris, them. my dad loves that car more than he loves my mother. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Fair. Were you, were you Cameron, Keith? He doesn't Maybe. drive it. He just wipes it with a diaper. <laughs> yeah. My dad drove the cars. <laughs> Even the Ferrari? He didn't, have, he didn't have a Ferrari. It's so choice. It's so choice. <laughs> uh, I watched a movie that was maybe not that interesting, but we could talk about it anyway. Love and Mercy. I love movies that are not that interesting. I know, dude. That's why, that's why I bring the premium content. So uh-huh. this was a story of Mr. Brian Wilson. Mm-hmm. Um, it was uh, played by uh, Paul Dano as young Mr. Brian Wilson. Paul Dano? You remember him from... From uh, the oil movie. He had his milkshake to all drank up. Oh. Okay. And then yeah, the, <laughs> the, um, the modern uh, Brian Wilson was played by um, uh, High Fidelity, John Cusack. Mm-hmm. And... Um, it was wow. like was that's a weird casting. Was the Naked Lady song featured at all? It wasn't, which Aww. was really surprising, especially when he was lying in bed. Because you know, <laughs> I was, I wanted to drive downtown in the rain. Mm-hmm. Um, the real problem with the movie was that Brian Wilson has had a very difficult life. Yep, he was really, really badly taken advantage of by this guy who was his psychologist, who diagnosed him with paranoid schizophrenia. Yep. and fed him drugs and stole his money. Mm-hmm. And it took until it took like many years for him to get out from it. And the story is kind of told half in the in the time era where he meets a girl who kind of discovers that he's being taken advantage of and helps to get him away from these guys. And it's also told in the timeline of the writing of Pet Sounds when um, mm-hmm. Brian Wilson is kind of losing his mind and going and like making Pet Sounds, obviously. Mm-hmm. So quick, quick sidebar. Yeah. Personally, yeah. how do you find Pet Sounds? Pretty great. Keith? Yeah. yeah. It's fun. Yeah. See, 
It's got I'm, one of the greatest I'm, albums. Like, I know Surf's always... Up is the greatest album cover of all time. Really? You've never seen Surf's Up? All right, hold I, on. Uh, Listener, while you're listening super, to this. Super tangenting. Uh-huh. So I've always been told that Pet Sounds is like a masterpiece. It's yeah. the Beach Boys version of Sgt. Pepper. It's the... Yeah. I don't the, know that it's up there. And but, that's that's yeah. exactly what I'm thinking. Like, I've listened to it, and I'm like, it's this still a lot of surf pop rock. This is the cover to the Beach good. Boys surf up. Wow. Surf is... <laughs> and it just up. says, in a tiny little gold plat, plate, it just says, Beach Boys surf up. So, and, you complain, is the greatest and you complained about my dark episode image last time. <laughs> but it just it says the Beach Boys, and it says surf's up. So in, in the in the movie, this comes up, where in the, the album Pet Sounds, it's like, he's not... You know, he's kind of not singing as many surf rock songs. And they all say in the movie, like, nobody who surfs listens to our music. We are not surfers. Why are we doing this? And it's one of the, like, primary conflicts of the story. So where the movie all falls apart is that the villains in the film are portrayed without any sense of reality. So okay. you, you ha- the, the bad psychologist guy is played by... Oh God, I'm forgetting his name now. Do you have it up on there? Um, I was looking up the track listing on Pet Sounds. So was I. Sorry. (laughs) So um, it's played by... God, he's like short and a little round, and um, he plays exclusively villains. Um, Toby Jones? No, it's going to come back to me. Anyway, I love him as an actor. He he does very good for like a kind of character actor. What's the name of the film? Uh, Love and Mercy. I can look Um, it up while you talk. Yeah, thanks. It does... um, so, So like this guy is so over the top villainous slimy skis bag... Um, Paul that, Giamatti. Yeah, Giamatti. Oh, he's Paul so Giamatti. he's so good, you know. When, Pig vomit. Yeah, Come on. and he he's like Giamattiing it as hard as he can, as slimy and as evil, and his like big fake toupee and and hitting on the girl and nonstop. And so he's not really like a believable character, mm-hmm. and it kind of takes away from the 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 punch of the film. You know, like, like it's too cartoony. Exactly, like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then also in the past, the conflict is driven by band members who don't want to do Brian's emotional mm-hmm. exp- exploration music. They wanted to just surf rock and make but money. Like, emotional exploration music. Like yeah. we're talking, wouldn't it be nice? And Sloop John B. And well, those are very know. different songs. The, those are on Pet Sounds. Like yeah, God the, only knows, dude. Like, yeah, God only knows is the big one they focus on. Yeah, yeah. 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 Like. They, in the song, they're all doing. They're like doing the harmonies for God only knows, and they're like, Brian, these fucking lyrics, man. What is this shit? You know, like, I, like let's sing about girls and cars and shit. Anyway, the best is that it was yeah. re- so God only knows was yeah. released as the B side to Wouldn't It Be Nice. That's like the most like thinly veiled like oh it's the yeah. Beach Boys. You both those songs are like oh yeah, and Sloop John B, <laughs> which is like a traditional yeah yeah. yeah. Um, Anyway, not that satisfying. Kind of a failed movie, but it was still fun to see the story. And it was, it was, and Paul Dano delivers an absolutely stunning performance. He is amazing, that guy. Hmm. Yeah. Neat. Yeah. So anyway, the Paul Giamatti is like an actor. Like he can play. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but he can also be annoying. What happened is he he got on stage. I bet anything. He got on set, and and then he started acting. And the director was like, No, 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 Paul. Did you we're, ever see we're Dungeons going, and Dragons? Yeah, we're going on oh. Jeremy Irons here. Rolling Stone ranked God Only Knows as the 25th greatest rock song of all time. Does it really count as a rock song? I mean, it's by the Beach Boys, it's a rock that song. That is true, but that is wrong also. You want to know what the... Uh, oh, Again, come on here. Get that... out of here, Rolling Stone magazine. I was going to say, so you want to run through the top ten? Sure. Ray Charles, What I'd Say. Whoa. That's a great song. But rock? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, rock okay. and roll. That's yeah, like yeah. 50s Classic rock and roll. Rock and roll. The yeah. only, there's only one song on it that was produced later than 1971. Can you guess which one it was? 
All top ten are produced 1971 or earlier, except for one. Guns N' Roses. Nope. Oh, there. Led Zeppelin. Nope. Oh. Nirvana. Oh. Smells like Teen Spirit. Also and even wrong. that, not rock and roll. So, but, uh, yeah. Uh, 1968. Drums, no. bass, guitar. Yeah, yeah, by that definition, we are including a lot of bands that I don't know. Man. Yeah, I rock, think that goes from like punk rock to the metal rock breakdown. Like, like that's very rocky. It's grunge, though. I mean, I mean, grunge. What's the word that says people say? I know it's grunge rock, but if you're gonna grunge rock and punk rock, and are we are we including every every subversion of rock? Anything that's the Rolling Stone called the greatest songs of all time, but it was traditionally it was viewed that people were saying that it's all right. Back to the top ten. Yeah, top ten. What I say? How? Only, do any bands have more than one? Nope. No bands have more than one. Although, technically, John Lennon is on there twice mm-hmm. with Imagine at number three and Hey Jude at number eight. So the highest ranking Beatles... Uh, really hey Jude was Jude. written by... No, I mean, but the Beatles were on yeah, there twice. Yeah, yeah. But he, didn't, he didn't write yeah. Hey Jude. No, I'm not saying he wrote it, but he was performed it. There's sure. performers are only... Fine. It'd be like if the Foo Fighters were on there, I would say the Foo... Like, Dave gets to be on They twice. put Hey Jude on number 13 hey Jude and the is greatest the songs of all time. Rated, uh, Beatles song? Beatles song. Wow, uh, that's a weird choice. Mm-hmm. Chuck nice Berry, song. Johnny Be Good, number that's seven. That's a great. That's that's a great song. Undeniably, rock number and six, uh, Good Vibrations. Yeah. Uh, number five, Aretha Franklin's Respect. Yeah, I right on. But also, but Motown. Motown, yeah, I guess. Yeah. I guess if it's in top songs, I would yeah, probably put it's that Rolling Stones saying top songs. Top songs. Marvin Gaye, What's Going On? Yeah. The John Lennon song was Imagine. Yeah. Number two was I Can't Get No Satisfaction. Yes, and just for the riff alone. Yeah, totally. And number one was like a Rolling Stone by Bob Dolan. Yeah. Bob Dolan, Dolan, stop, <laughs> Gooby, Bob Dylan. So, who is the one, the greatest rock and roll of all time? Bob Dylan, greatest rock and roll artist Folk of all time. Singer. Have a guess of of all time. Yeah, artist of all greatest time? rock and roller. Greatest rock and roll. I mean, Mick by Jagger? what standards? I, I would say Mick Jagger. I mean, like if you want to go like going hard, you kind of got to say Gigi Allen. Ooh. <laughs> 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 He went real hard. He, he did, in fact, go hard. The, so I'm only raising this because there's a funny factoid. The only guy who's in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame three times is the only guy in the Flair. Paul. <laughs> it's Paul. His no, wrong. It's not no, Paul. Three it's not times Paul in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, only one person. I don't know. I thought like the Beatles and Wings and his solo career would have gotten him there. Yeah. Oh, that you're very, very, very close. In fact, there's no man closer than that. George Harrison. Nope. Damn it. Eric Clapton. Eric Clapton. That's right. Three times. Him, Yardbirds, Yardbirds, himself, Yardbirds himself, and, and Cream. Cream. Yeah. Crazy. Has Ric Flair gone in... The Rock three, and Roll Hall. <laughs> ...to wrestling three, to wrestling Twice. three times? Twice. Evolution hasn't gone in yet? No, Evolution has not gone in But they're yet. gonna. Yeah, of course they're gonna. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, yeah. Like, they're absolutely going in. Ric Flair's gonna be a three-time Hall of Famer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, he's got two. Brett's got two. Yeah. I think... Shawn Michaels. Shawn Michaels has two. Has two. D- one as himself, DX. one as DX. One as Marty. <laughs> the Rockers? <laughs> the Rockers. <laughs> Poor Gennetti. Uh So where are we putting this movie on the yeah, list? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, like, I'm, I'm looking down. I'm at Kickboxer Vengeance. The um, Fundamentally, the film did not succeed at making this an entertaining story, although it was still interesting to see it happen, just because you know kind of this, the outcome and the, maybe you like the song... John, I want you to watch Crossfire Hurricane. Yeah. It's the Rolling Stones. 
documentary on like five years of their. Mm-hmm. So, so while we figure this out, I'm actually in the crush groove territory. More, I have more rock and roll list facts. Uh-huh. I look at the top 500 albums of all time. Yeah. And so on the top 500 albums of all time, all four members of the Beatles are represented on the list 12 times, but not the same 12 albums. Okay. John, they're all with 10. 10 Beatles albums are on the top 500 list. But Songs or... No, the, I'm looking at greatest albums. albums. Right. So okay. greatest albums. 10 Beatles albums are on the top 500. Okay. But then each and every one of them have different other Sets. two. Yeah. So Lennon had his two solo albums. McCartney had one solo album and one Wings album. Harrison had one solo album and then the one album he did with Lennon. Mm-hmm. And Ringo <laughs> had the other one with Lennon and, uh, and then the one he did with George Harrison. The Wilburys didn't get a record on? I guess not. Huh. Wow. Bob Weird, Dylan, eh? 10 solo albums, group. and then one album from the band. Again, also, no Wilburys there. If you think yeah, I know. George, George Harrison and Tom Petty and Springsteen Bob Dylan. And had eight albums all on his own. Clapton, wow. two solo, three with Cream, one with Derek and the Dominoes, one with Yardbirds, and one with uh, John Mayle and the Blues. Breakers. Layla is a great song, but that record is not a great record. It should not be up there. <laughs> Mm, I don't know. But we don't know which solo albums he had. Did you, are we assuming Unplugged made the top 500? Unplugged yeah. did, but Layla was a Derek and the Domino song. Uh. <coughs> Blues rock. Are we still? Are we ranking still? I'm uh, working on really another participant of the. Well, first if you want to compare it to something there, yeah. like 121, Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. Yeah. That Wow. Four-hour documentary. Did you know that, that largely that failed to? Uh, to well, well, it I'd definitely told the story of Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. It just. Fail to entertain for Derek four. Okay, dollars. I'm gonna put I'm gonna put it just on top of um, Crush Groove and just underneath Run All Night. Sure. Yeah. Because yeah. I feel like it was like ever so slightly more entertaining than Crush Groove, but not Why really. Run All Night was fine. That was oh, all you can eat. Yep. <laughs> hey, it's the Beastie Boys. Bye, Beastie Boys. Oh, Get out of here, Beastie. You, you guys don't have any role to play in this story going forward. <laughs> I still, I will say it before, and I've said it again. Yeah. Vice versa. I said it before, and I'll say it again. If you re Wrote, remade that movie, or like you, you had 1980s like retro glasses, and you replaced the Fat Boys with the Beastie Boys. That movie is a cult cinema Absolutely. classic. Absolutely, and I like, bet they would have done so much fun shit. In yeah, they would have like their wacky hijinks would have been incredible. Like if they were like, "Who are just rappers trying to make it?" Like it would have been. They're Amazing. still ridiculous. Yeah, exactly. That's it. <laughs> one of them is dead, and they are still funnier than the Fat Boys in that movie. I mean, I think one of the Fat Boys is dead. <laughs> I, think well, I guess all's fair and fair there. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so, although never joining the band, we're talking about Derek and the Dominoes again. Mm-hmm. Um, at the first session of a band as a participant, George Harrison it just showed up. He and was just jamming. around. Never officially joined the band. Hmm. <laughs> this is like so weird. That would have been like pretty nuts. I feel maybe would have made them better. Oh, wow, the, the, the band released only one studio album, Layla, and other assorted songs. That's what they called their Again, album. and that's the one that's on the top 500 list. There's yeah, no yeah. way that right. that record is any good past one song. Any but good, I mean, they even good enough it. It to be in the, the top 500. Like, ugh. I wonder, though. I would like, I mean, is one someone good at song Rolling Stein saying that the single is enough to carry the album? The whole album, into the and top 500 records of all time. It's Layla, though, man. That's a big tune. As far as like the rock songs from it, that era, it, it is for the Time Life music collection commercials that played <laughs> after midnight. Yeah, those those three seconds of that song is just fine, but I don't know if you could listen to that record over and over again. Hmm. Hmm. I'm gonna try. 
<laughs> I, I desperately think we need to make an answer to the Rolling Stones' top 500 songs of all time. So much. Do you really want to sit around and find 500 top songs of all time? I feel like I can copy-paste the top 500 most played songs out, out of my iTunes. Dark and <laughs> <laughs> See where Layla lives. <laughs> oh, you can eat. Uh, speaking of songs slash Stranger Things, mm-hmm. the we were hanging out with Did we all finish Stranger Things? Yes. We could yeah. do a DB yeah, for yeah, that. Yeah. Hey, but yeah. so... Uh, my music choice into Stranger Things. It was a plan. Oh. So we were listening. Andrew and Alex were speaking of songs and greatest songs and whatever. Mm-hmm. We were hanging out with them. They had, at the time, finished Stranger Things. We had not. And we were just sitting around playing board games or whatever. And then uh, Alex was playing like a playlist that she was like, oh, it's just like my recently played kind of thing. And it had the never-ending story. And it had the never-ending story, theme song, whatever. I was like, what? I was like, why did you put this on a theme song? And Andrew was just sort of like, at some point in your future, you are going to hear the never-ending story theme song. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, our decision to have it on this playlist will then be clear. I was like, what the fuck do you mean? He's like, I won't say anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Which I mean was like, correct. Yeah, get he, on. Get he, was, on. he was right. He didn't say... He didn't say where, and I was like, is it like a meme? Is it like a Reddit thing? It's coming. I, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I had like so many questions, but he was just like... I've seen it in the tea leaves. <laughs> exactly. I was like, good job, Andrew. So straight into spoilers then, yeah? Uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. it's been out for like a month or two or whatever. Like so yeah, it. they sing the Never Ending Story song, and it's the best. <laughs> it's kind of the best part of the finale. The best part of the finale? It's up there. It's up there. Well, because, I mean, it proves that he wasn't lying, and then it's also like a, a fun, iconic moment. I had never. no doubt that he wasn't lying. I didn't yeah. think he was lying either. I mean, also, I also liked that I believe that to him, Susie is that hot. Like, that they, did it, that they didn't make her, like, whew, like a swooshy popular kid. That, like, yeah. she was just, yeah, no, they, the two kids just clicked. You know, like, mm-hmm. he yeah. was, like, upplaying her hotness because that's how he would translate to his, like, bro mentor Steve. Mm-hmm. But, like, she wasn't hot. You sure. know, like, I don't know. I thought that was cute. Uh, you know, I was just like, ah, oh, you really love Susie. So what did you guys think? You like this thing? I've quite enjoyed it. Yeah. I had a very good time watching season three. I was talking about this with John mm-hmm. Leckman. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> Yesterday. While you weren't recording? Thursday. Go dare on. You. Yeah, exactly. Sometimes I talk with John not on a podcast. And uh, I... Those conversations are available on our Patreon. <laughs> Oh no. I mic oh, myself, no. I mic no myself up at all times. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm like Prince. <laughs> just, I just have hundreds of thousands of hours of recording that's just happening all the time. I did not like the fact that uh, the lore and the mythos of the Upside Down was progressed in no way, shape, or form. I just, it just kind of bugged me. I was like, no, like, the Russians want in, too. The end. Like, there's no further uh, establishing what the purpose is, where it comes from, what they're, I mean, like, other than, we're going to take over, maybe. Mm-hmm. Like, and I was like, I would have... App- I don't even think it was we. I thought there was a singular entity that was mad. I think the mind flare was right. a singular force, not not the upside down. Mm-hmm. In this episode, well, yeah, because he was trapped in the real world, right? Like that yeah. was like the whole thing. Yeah, exactly. That's it. So, but like that, like there was no indication about how anything in the upside down works, or mm-hmm. how any of that lore kind of establishes. Where like the previous seasons had like little bits of Dribbles. it. Yeah, exactly. That's it. So like this was just like the mind flare is all pissed, and then decides to do a body snatcher thing. That was it. Mm-hmm. So, like, maybe I guess he gets new powers. And, like, I just thought that they could have maybe, like, left a little breadcrumbs for the... Progress the story. Yeah, exactly. Progress yeah. the story. Because ultimately the story doesn't really progress other than the Mind Flayer gets mad. Mm-hmm. Like, and uh, then they then stop gets, him again. And then he gets stopped. Yeah. The, um, people might argue, uh, I'm not going to make this argument, but I'm just going to say this might be the argument, that the story of this season was more about character development. Mm-hmm. Because it's the characters do kind of 
you know, mm-hmm. some of them move away, they learn new things, they, uh, things, yep. things happen. Yeah. Some of them grow up a little bit. I didn't like the season at all. I thought that the, um, the like, tone of the whole show, to me, was, like, a, like kind of patient and, mm-hmm. and, like, careful and whatever from the first season. And this season was much more of, like, an energetic... Yeah, well, takes, the entire thing takes place over three days, right? Yeah. So... Yeah, so I, I kind of felt like the energy of the whole thing kind of got turned up, and as as the characters got their energy turned up, the like relatability, believability, kind of got turned down a little bit, and I didn't identify or connect with them nearly as well. I thought they were all just caricatures a little bit. Maybe. Yeah, I liked uh, like what I I liked slash as a criticism, um, the crew like the Steve, Robin, Erica, Dustin crew. I thought yeah. it was very I liked I enjoyed much more than. The main character crew. Robin was clearly the breakout star. Yeah, the, she was great. Yeah, show. Robin was super fun. I was like, Hopper and Joyce did not. They were insufferable. They were enjoy. terrible. Badly directed? Mm-hmm. I think. I think. I don't know you can point that anywhere else. Cause I, I think badly conceived. I yeah. think when they, they looked yeah. at those two characters, they should have kept them very far apart from each other. Yeah. And when they put them together and left them on their own, it was like, that's not a good. Yeah. That's not a good mix. That's yeah. not. And then also you, you... That's like Egon and Winston partnering up <laughs> in Ghostbusters. You're just like, that's not... Well, I'm not sure that that's like fair, that. right? Like, the two of them are supposed to be nurturing <clears throat> a little a little, little connection, you know, from, from two seasons ago, from the yeah. whole story. Yeah. And um, it just... They were so exaggerated. They were just, just... They were left on their own way too much without yeah. other things to deal with other yeah. than each other. It's our kids! How many times you got to say that? That was yeah. your. It's our kids. I mean, like you know where they are. Maybe you should go home and find them. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. That's it. And then also the main characters I found you kind of end up liking a lot of them a little less, mm-hmm. like Mike. Mike. Yeah. <laughs> but even even Lucas, eh, like but, I was. But like, good on them for giving them some like less cool moments to just be kids who don't really know what they're doing and fuck things yeah, up. Yeah, I yeah. Thought that was alright. Yeah. For sure. But like I said, I think the 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 weird. Jumble pack of Erica, Robin, Steve, and Dustin mm-hmm. was fun. I, it bugged me a little bit that I was like, we know Steve and Dustin works really well. And it was like, their unexpected pairing in season two was probably the best part of season two. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I was like, so I, like, I understand the writer's like, hesitation to break them up as a duo. Yeah. But at the same time, I was like, I wouldn't have minded like, a little bit more. You're leaning on the magic you did before. Yeah, you gotta, gotta like, like, shuffle it up and give me like new magic. Yeah. Well, I mean, Al and Max was, was new and fun. Yeah. I like yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. It was it was way better than L and the, the Invisibles. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, that's that's for sure. Agreed. So the whole the whole the four kids scrambling on into this Russian thing, fully evil Russians, and uh, they all got guns, and the kids make it on out okay. Yep. I love I mean, that. It's that's like a, straight it's like up a, Spielberg. It's it is like and Red Dawn. Have you watched Red Dawn? Like, are you a fan of Red Dawn? I like, seen it. That <laughs> plot line was was like, hey, did you like Red Dawn growing up? Because Wolverines. That's hmm. so much that movie. And John, you should watch Red Dawn. Yeah, yeah, that movie is outrageously American in the eighties. Mm-hmm. Fantastic in every way. Just imagine a bunch of Cubans and Chinese dropping down in the middle of Indiana <laughs> to take over the, the small town and put all the Americans in a concentration camp outside the high school until like ten teenage misfits fight. Take back. care. Take care. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's it. I was like, it, it was very 80s Yeah, they were, like, reaching into references that maybe I didn't connect with quite as well, much. Well, but, you know? but, like, even, like, it's not even, I don't even think you have to, like, oh, did, you don't even have to dig deep. Luca, Lucas with the slingshot? I was like, know what that is. Mm-hmm. That, 
But even just, like, E.T., like e. the kids break into a government facility and kidnap the alien back. Like, I mean, admittedly, they're not, like, as heavily armed, but, I mean, yeah. like, the 80s have asked us a lot <laughs> to, to let kids do a lot of things yeah. that they should otherwise not be. Like, E.T.'s regarded as, like, what, one of the best movies? I wonder if it really movies? holds up. I haven't seen that in years. I don't know. I, like, I never liked E.T., I, always found, never it was, liked I it. found it was like dull and long. I'm an ADD kid, man. ADD is not me. Okay, get to it. Yeah, we get. <laughs> I like oddly tragic. Like I didn't didn't dig on that. Yeah, yeah. Nothing. Nothing gets good at the end of it. He leaves. He he leaves. Elliot's life isn't any better at the end of it. Like it's probably worse. Speaking really. of that, do you remember um, when Ryan Reynolds goes on what's this called and he puts the guy ro- not Ryan Reynolds, Jesus Christ, rolling down the um, uh, the hill. What? The, the cheap ET knockoff. Oh, Mac and me. Mac, Mac and me. And me. Yeah, Did yeah, you guys yeah. ever watch that? Yeah, I watched that in high like, uh, I, I mean, not recently. In elementary school, yeah. it was one of the tapes that my elementary school had. So when there was like rain and lunch hours, Mac and me was like on, on. rotation. So the new season of MST3K, I'm pretty sure, has Mac and me yeah, in there. And it is. it is, man, a goddamn atrocity. I didn't realize just how horrific that film is. The like direct. Advertising all in the middle of it, the crappy costumes. That yeah, like Mac was brought to you by McDonald's. Oh man, it's crazy. You really should check it out if you haven't seen that MST3K. It's funny as hell. Paul Rudd agrees. Yeah. That joke never gets unfunny. So funny. <laughs> speaking of MST3K, and I guess I don't even know if you can even write. Can you rank a movie that you watched, MST3K? I don't Hell think so. Hell yeah, but it's not the same as the other one. It's a separate movie. <laughs> it's a separate rank. Yeah, yeah. No, Sarah and I were up at the cottage and we watched Avalanche. Ooh. Starring Rock Hudson and Mia Farrow. <laughs> it's very bad. And so much of it has to do with just like crappy, like abusive 70s relationships being romantic, question mark. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, then, watched, I watched MST3K Atlantic Rim. Ooh. Oh, oh my God, I saw that too. That is, <laughs> that is bad. <laughs> Man, even but, the guy, I felt bad for the guys on MST3K having to watch that and write jokes. I was yeah. like, oh, this movie is it's, awful. It's worse when if you look into the like the writing process, how many times they watch it, mm-hmm. right? It's because apparently like, like they watch each movie like upwards of 10 times. Like, I'm sure. Where it's like, as you, watch, like you watch one and like put up funny ideas and then you watch like another, then you're like writing jokes. Then you watch again and then you're like testing all the jokes with other people. Then you're testing the timing of them. So mm-hmm. which jokes overlap on what? I was like, oh my God, they watch these movies so many times. Yeah. Like, so some of these ones we're talking about are bad, but but the old ones, man, can you imagine watching This Island Earth over and over again yeah, yeah, to yeah. get funny out of it? Like I, I saw that movie with no MST3K, and it is it's like twice as long as the MST3K. Yeah, yeah, they, they cut, cut out so yeah, much. Yeah. It's so slow. Hands of Fate. That, yeah, that movie is yeah. rough. I've seen that one a few times. Yeah. 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 Well, the also the the other one that they saw that I didn't watch was it was we had it down to two because we had like, down, like had a couple downloaded because mm-hmm. netflix lets you download more video streaming services should do that because my cottage does not have internet yeah. um but so yeah so there's like the, a night there's a there's a star wars knockoff starring david hasselhoff mm-hmm. of oh. the mst3ks yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and i was like oh man and sarah was like i want to watch the risky resort disaster film <laughs> It's all right. A lot of people get hit. Like one thing I will say for that film is that man. Like I know there's styrofoam chunks, but when the avalanche hits, they blast extras with styrofoam chunks. <laughs> <laughs> like, you just see people get like taken out as they just like storm crap. They're like, whoa. And like even when it happens, like they they don't even like MST3K it that much. They're just like, whoa. Like while it goes down, oh, there's like barely any jokes. I, I don't want to rank these movies, but Atlantic Rim. Yeah. I I cannot picture a modern movie 
operating on a cheaper budget than what they did for that movie. Birdemic. It's it's like a little higher than Birdemic, but not far. Birdemic like they Birdemic, don't yeah. they they skimp out on the costuming. They have a yeah. bunch of army guys not wearing army clothes. <laughs> I, I read an article at some point that talked about the guys who make those movies and that there's like a whole ton of them and it's some tax write off scheme kind of thing. I don't know that yeah, it's bring some about... business into the neighborhood yeah. that they're filming and yeah. The UE Bowl kind of thing. You got the government grants to make films in Germany and just... Do whatever. Got the money from the government and said, I'm taking $100,000 of this and spending the rest on the movie. Let's see what happens. Nice. Uh, do we yeah. have big news? Is I don't know. I mean, I finished watching The Boys. Epstein. Epstein is the big news. Yeah. So you think he's dead? Oh, yeah, he's dead. Yeah? He's very dead. Do Why you think do you he think that? killed himself? Why would you think that he's dead? I mean... I mean, faking the body is going to be very hard to do. For the CIA? And Mossad? I mean, I don't see why that would be hard. I don't see why they would need a body whatsoever. The, like, the like independent investigator guy, if you look him up, he was doing independent investigations. Like, not investigation, but like the independent auditor attending yeah. the thing. So you look that guy up and look at the other audits that he's done, including yeah. JFK. Yeah. yeah. So I don't think he's dead. I think he's on an island somewhere enjoying Mai Tais. His, his work is done. <laughs> How old is my tie? <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, He's a monster. World. I guess so. Eh? If you're no. like, if you're chums with Trump and the Clintons, you get a free pass to Funville. <laughs> yeah, I. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, I guess they threw about uh, Osama bin Laden's body in the water. If he didn't die in a cave in 2003 of kidney issues, as widely reported. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so that's a thing that happened in the news. Yeah. It's awful every way around. I was going to say I finished watching The Boys. <laughs> mm-hmm. Also grim and disturbing. Real good, though. Like, real good. Would highly, 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 highly recommend. Like, A, as somewhat of an antidote to, like, MCU stuff. Like, much in the same way that, like, um... Umbrella Academy was kind of like you're like superheroes, but mm. different, you know, like like without necessarily hitting the like origin story tropes and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So like doing something different, superheroes. A did that super well. B made absolutely every single solitary character in the show better than they were in the comics, like including Butcher. Like cool. Like because Butcher. Carl Urban's great, so I don't. I don't yeah. think he does bad stuff. Yeah, no, but like the, it, what's I don't want to necessarily spoil it because. Mm-hmm. If you want to watch it, whatever. But it's like they explain Butcher's motivation, which the comic never really did. Mm-hmm. And then they also like they take that explanation and then like twist it around and like fuck with him even about it. Like like so like the characters like I am sure of what I'm doing, and then they like they slowly fuck with his certainty kind of thing, you know? Which is like good because it's much more compelling of a character than just like a fucking. Hmm. Uh, Foul-mouthed, Garth Ennis-penned edgelord. <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> like, which is, like, what Billy Butcher is in the comics. Like, uh-huh. he's, like, always right. He's never wrong. His hunches all pay off. And he just hates superheroes. Like, mm-hmm. so, he is still that guy. But, like, he's also, also like, well, I mean, this is barely, uh, like, like a, a smidge of a spoiler. He's, like, shitty to the boys. Like, because, like, so the, the, the story sets up post- the boys. First incarnation boys. Yeah. Post first incarnation, right? Yeah, exactly. We talked about that. So it's like they were a government organization designed to kind of like keep an eye on soups. They've been disbanded. Mm-hmm. But 
They, but, they were disbanded and broke up at the same time. Yeah, exactly. That's it. Because, uh, like, there also, like, it does such a good job of leaving stuff open for the next season in a, like, logical way. Like, not just, like, a weird, like, doo-doo, like, cliffhanger or whatever. Like, so, like, the setup is, like, Lamplighter has retired from the Seven, where, like, the JLA of the universe, and Starlight is like put brought in to do whatever and then you find out that lamplighter also is a big part of the reason as to why the, the boys broke up but like lamplighter is not in the season <laughs> you know and it's just sort of like yeah. so there's like bits and stuff like referring to a character and what happened but then mm-hmm. like they don't get to that in the show so you're like yeah i know that they're eventually going to get to it but you know what i mean like as mm-hmm. opposed to just like introducing shit like stuff in a weird way and like just oh maybe there's like a post credit sequence that ties in you're like no there's a lot of stuff that they just do not deal with in the first season Mm -hmm. like anyway it's very very good uh i think it takes a good idea that was the boys and like expands on it in like the best possible way how many episodes eight eight episodes acting is fun yeah special effects are very good quite gory like it's the boys though i think that was exactly that's it like there's i watched all of kengen ashura which is a new anime on netflix Mm -hmm. Uh, just to get that anime flavor into our podcast. That's mm-hmm. been a little while. We're called Kengen? Kengen Ashura. Kengen uh, it's a fighter type of blood sport mm-hmm. anime. 13 episodes, part one. Uh, Doesn't he know that Kengen Ashura is the strongest fighter in the land? Oh! A lot of that shit. And then <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's, he's got a manager who is like a, a, a businessman who watches his first street fight and then gets into the like management kind of against his will into the corporate sponsored pit fighting that goes on in Kangan Ashura. Mm-hmm. So all of the companies sponsor super fighters and then they make bets and they vie for corporate dominance over each other in these huge brawls. Hmm. That's one of my favorite lines in Scott Pilgrim. <laughs> when when the first boyfriend shows up to like make a fight and like the band is like man what is he doing don't they know Scott's one of the strongest fighters in the province and you're like while reading the comic like what yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then the comic gets weird well so, this manager guy is like a 50 year old like middle management guy and then he takes over as this fighting manager and he's always like screaming at the top of his lungs in shock and disbelief as to what's happening why no my whole life will end here ah oh, he's fighting it was delightful. It was exactly what it what it should have been. There was statistics and, and analysis that made no sense to anyone for the viewer. Uh, yeah, just just lots of fighting and screaming and, and bones breaking. Is it good? I would recommend it if you can deal with like a bloodsport type movie hmm. and you're hungry for that in anime form. Like, is, uh, how's the animation? Like, if I'm watching like fighting animation, the animation looks amazingly like John Romita Jr. comic book art. And that kind of blows my mind. John okay. Romita but it, Jr. But I'm saying, but, yep. but, but how does it move around? Like, Well, it's not the Zack Snyder school of fight cinematography. Like, you can kind of see what everyone is doing. Yeah. Well, I mean, but that's typical of anime fighters. But I'm just saying, like, I, like fighting anime was never, like, my main 
one. No, mine neither. I don't know why I started watching it. I guess the ads just kept showing up until I made it happen. But that's it. But like, but if I'm comparing like fighting animation, and I compare something, say like Street Fighter, the animated movie, which has like very good animation, over like Dragon Ball Z, where it's just like, ha ha ha, and there's like punches just flying all over. the Closer screen. to Street Fighter, it looks very cool, okay. and they have a, a range of fighting styles that are correctly displayed, hmm. and some ridiculousness and uh, emotional tropes that are done in character design outstanding mm. the fight production wwe level it's wow. cool they have huge introductions that fill you with actual anticipation for the fight recommend it right on did we talk about that kid that won three million dollars playing fortnite nope i mean because that was a thing did a kid win three million dollars playing fortnite kid won three million dollars playing fortnite and the finals took place in a stadium in america yeah like a packed stadium. Not like one of those like amphitheaters that most econ- you The only thing I care about this is when he won, did he do the floss dance? I don't know, but his dad did a very strange dance. That's not the same thing yeah, as it, what I wanted. Although, but apparently the dad dance is going to be in Fortnite. <laughs> like, <laughs> I take it back. Yeah. That is exactly what I wanted. <laughs> exactly. But <laughs> dude, <laughs> $3 million single player prize. That's nuts. Cool. Like, what, like, what is like, like LOL's what? Like, I think I'm they've... not sure where they're at now, but I know that Dota's been doing bigger, and I think that they had a north of $20 million prize pool for the team that, that took the, um, like, well, I've the seen Invitational event... or whatever. Because there was events that, I think LOL had like a $10 million prize pool. But it's a team of five. Yeah. And it was a pool, not to the yeah. winner. This was $3 million. This kid got $3 million. Yeah, no, no, no. I, I'm pretty sure if you look at the Invitational, it was tw- it was a $20 million pool for one year. So I think the, the top team, maybe they if it's five people on the team, they're getting five or something. Or yeah, something. yeah, yeah, yeah. So maybe a million bucks each. But that's yeah. crazy. So then they were, I was reading this thing talking about, like, what makes the best Fortnite player in the world? Mm-hmm. And just, like, the level – so it's all about um, – I mean, I'm sure League and whatever is, is all the same. Mm-hmm. But it's, like, accurately anticipating what your opponent is going to do before he does it, but, like, on the – scale of like microseconds kind of mm-hmm. thing like it's and at Fortnite, it's just reaction time but it's like re, they're, but they're like reaction time is like a misnomer because you are reacting before it happened and you have to mm-hmm. like at that level of play and i was like what the hell i was like this kid is i love it it's, it's great it's insane i i can understand Fortnite. I'm, I'm fine with it. Yeah, exactly. There's a dome and it shrinks. You got to kill everybody while the dome shrinks and pushes yeah. you in closer. I read closer. a thing that said they still haven't really found the way to broadcast those games properly. Like, it's a little tough to to spectate. Yeah, that's a, you, you it's like a, a multi-screen. And yeah, and, and it's like kind of it's, – it's like one of the big draws or one of the, the, the things that StarCraft and League still have is that it's like easy to process a top-down game yeah. or a little bit easier. Yeah. I, I think with that game, you would have to put it together and broadcast it not live. Yeah, but that's hmm. it. But then you don't. Then you're missing the live. Yeah. You know. But like the only way to watch it would be not live. Yeah. Or well, to have a really complicated set of tools built into the game that are like multiple cameras controlled by camera operators or, who or follow like people a, around and yeah. like a yeah. Hunger Games level production yeah. team to show yeah. where the action is. For the record, they do that for the Blizzard one that's failing miserably. The um, Overwatch. Overwatch, yeah. where they haven't quite got it right, but they're trying to do that kind of stuff. Yeah. And it's like they, there's just no way currently to easily. Well, yeah. Yeah. So, supposedly the Fortnite. Spectating though is gets, better. It will no gets good when you're down to like say like final four. Yeah, because you can just like boom, and you're like these are the four people. They're the only four people on the match, and you can just watch all four of them at the same time. Yeah, you know. And again, if you know the map, you're like you're in. So it's like like I can only imagine. And I can still dream of Counter Strike maps. Yeah. <laughs> like 
Like I can only imagine yeah. that like it must have been like a like when they were down to like final two in Fortnite, you must have been like <gasps> Because like you could just you can easily watch both players and yeah. you know they're both yeah. after each other you know like yeah. it's like that like that that spectating I'm sure is fine but when they're whatever it starts like thirty something people you're just like man I don't even know what I'm watching just people getting... it's funny what I read about this thing not really taking off was that there's an enormous amount of luck that's built into it like if you're in the wrong place at the wrong time there's nothing that's going to stop you it's like such a huge mess at the start yeah I guess but I'm I'm sure that like with tournaments and stuff that weeds out luck like like I'm sure like bad players will. It's like I think why you, they probably do like a best of whatever, right? Yeah. Like, do they? I think so. Yeah. As far as like as far I as I know, it's like it's a it's a best of situation. Yeah. Like, I mean, I know it is in Rocket League. Like Rocket Rocket League is always, I think preliminaries is best of three, and then finals is always best of five. Right. Just to to counter that. Yeah. yeah. Starcraft, I think they even go up to best of sevens for the some of them. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. I think the grand finals for uh Rocket League might also be best of seven. Hmm. Like to kinda of counteract that. Are there teams that go in or is it is it like sixteen or I don't know how many players play? Like Fortnite? Fortnite, yeah. Fortnite's all I think it was it's all one V one V one. Yeah, yeah, so they they don't do for the tournament, like I said, because this was one kid and yeah. he won it. So it was a free for all. It was like a battle royale right, right, right. thing. I know there are team play in Fortnite, mm-hmm. but like that was not what the tournament was. Still Even not... 1v1, you think a team would go in, like, survivor rules? Like, oh. make alliances? And... Oh, they do. Like, yeah. like that, that happens. Like, that pops up in battle royales of, like, whatever. Yeah. Where you'd be like, two, three players will be like, if you're all in a building, you're just sort of like, let's hold it. Let's yeah. hold this building, and it's a defendable position or whatever. And then you're like, but then when the pack gets thinned out, you're like, yeah. yeah. I mean, I've, I've watched a few Royal Rumbles. In my time, <laughs> <laughs> and I know the temporary allegiances last only until the heel turns. <laughs> uh, freaking Royal Rumble! That makes me so angry every time I think about Demolition drawing one and two and punching each other right away. Super dumb. Super dumb. Yeah. <laughs> Are you familiar with the Royal Rumble, John? I, I've heard of it. <laughs> I think I watched one. I, didn't we watch one at PJ's? Probably. Yeah. 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 That's a very good place to watch the Royal Rumble. Royal Rumble's the best. Crowd is in. It really is the best. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, it doesn't happen enough. The, te- the teammates team up and stay teamed up. Yep. Uh, do we have any closing thoughts for our listeners? Anything you want to put on the radar? I told you how to be a parent. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking about screaming kids and cartoons and video games. I think we got it covered. Okay, that's it. Nailed it. <laughs> Thanks for sticking around to the very end of this show. That means you're our number one fan. As our number one fan, maybe you're wondering a way that you can show your support for this. We've set up a few ways, and the boys are going to tell you about it now. If you like this show, you might know other people that like this show, or maybe they'll like some of the other stuff that we're doing on the website. If that's the case, you can tell them all about it using all of the social networks, like Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. We're on all of those. Or you could just you know, send people links directly to the website. Or if you live in a world without the internet and you only listen to podcasts, you can tell people about it with your human mouth. There's other ways we could support us, John. If your interest in supporting us extends to the financial section, you might consider patreon.com slash 9to5cc. If you go there, you can get perks like early content, you can get your questions answered on the air, and you can get extra art. We've been doing this show for a long time, so we kind of know what we're doing. Not really. 905.cc. <laughs> Podcast, blogs, and comics. Made in Montreal since 2011.